following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. So this evening's reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, and that can be found on page 1027 in the Church Bibles. So that's Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out on the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I'm invite Matt up and we're just going to pray for him. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for Matt and I want to thank you for his time that he spent preparing this. And we just pray that now as he speaks to us, we will hear and uh, we will apply them uh, what he is saying. Amen. Amen. Fear replaced by joy. Turn to the person next to you and say, fear replaced by joy. Okay, we're doing well so far. Fear replaced by joy for all. Turn to the person next to you and say, fear 
replaced by joy for all. You can, you can have the hands if you want the hands. They're, they're free as well. So, uh, a quick uh, survey, market survey. Hands up if you're this sort of person. You are absolutely sold out for Christmas. You're the sort of person that on the 1st of December, or possibly even earlier, is there going, It's Christmas! Who's that? Put your hands up if that's you. If you are sold out for... Wrong crowd. Definitely, <laughs> definitely the wrong room. Okay, well, I was hoping for lots of hands up. Anyway, let's move on. So for me, and the five of you that put your hands up, thanks for that, it's all about the adverts, the trees, the lights, the music, the jumpers, the food, the films, the present, the extra events, the TV specials, all of that. I love it all. And I hoped that you had too. Um, (laughs) And for me, this time of, year, time of year, I get so excited about Christmas because not only do I love all those things, but I also truly and passionately love the Christmas story. You might have heard it called the Nativity, but basically it's how Jesus came to be on this earth and be a complete game changer. I'm completely sold out to that story. Now, because I'm completely sold out to that story, when I was invited to to do the talk tonight, I spent hours planning. I looked at every single thing I could find in the Bible. I went to commentaries. I went to Google, as you do, and I looked at everything. And I wrote it all down, and I had a list of all these amazing things that I was going to tell you for the whole evening and probably weeks to come. (laughs) I had a list longer than Santa's, and I was, oh. And I just felt God say, Just talk about the shepherds. So, if there's anyone that wants to hear my full entire list, I will happily take you for coffee. I will happily impart, force upon all my knowledge that I have learned over the last two weeks or so. If you would like that, I'll even pay for the coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I'm that sort of bloke. (sighs) Now, we've got our shepherds as our theme. The shepherds are highlighted in Luke's Gospel. If you've never read Luke's Gospel, please take one of these home. There's loads free over there. Take it home. Read the whole thing. If you can, in one sitting. If you can't read, get someone to read it to you. Go on the internet. There's loads of places that you can learn and you can read this story. It's all about fear being replaced by joy. That's the story of Luke, and I can't recommend it enough. But we're going to focus on the shepherds. So, put your hand up if you've ever been a shepherd in a school or similar nativity. We're really bad at market research, aren't we? So, for many, or the few, uh, (laughs) some of us have dressed as shepherds, which for some reason means you put a tea towel on your head and you wear your dressing gown. Have we been there? Yeah? We've made our shepherds from Bethlehem tea towel wearing, dressing gown going shepherds. But there's so much more to them. Our shepherds in our story are living under the regime of Rome. They're being oppressed. The whole area is living under the Roman Empire. And there's people desperately waiting for some sort of king to turn up and defeat the Roman Empire. And they call it the Messiah. They're waiting for this person, this being. But also our shepherds would have been fearful of most people because they were seen as the lowest members of society. 
So our shepherds are living, but Luke has them specifically living somewhere. They live in the region of Bethlehem, but they live out. They live on the edge. They live in isolation in the fields. Now, Bethlehem would have been famous at the time for a place as where the lambs were born. And these lambs one day would be taken to Jerusalem to be sacrificed at the hands of the high priest to make God's people right with God. From Bethlehem to Jerusalem to make people right with God. So our shepherds would have been the lowest in society. They'd have been the punchline to the joke. They'd have been the othered community. They'd have been, well, only when we need you or when it suits you, we will come to you. Their job was to make sure nothing happened to the precious lambs that would one day be used in Jerusalem. Stop the criminals, stop the wild animals, so that they can be used for sacrifice. Now, one of the amazing things about Luke, the writer, is he gives people who had no voice a voice, and people who had perceived voice are silenced. Completely different to the society of the time. So if you look in your Bibles, if you're in Luke 2, where we meet the shepherds, you'll notice that they're in their fields at night. This is a 24-7, 365 days a week job although they wouldn't have had any of those units, obviously, you know. But that's what they're doing. They're out there constantly swapping over, watching these sheep. The sheep are so precious. And it says that an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone. Do not be afraid. Now, I'm not being funny, but if you spent your whole life excluded from society, sat in a field maybe with one or two members of your family, maybe not, and a group of sheep, if some messenger being angel rocks on up, you would be pretty scared, wouldn't you? Some of you are scared of me now. (laughs) Imagine if an angel walked in. The angel of the Lord says, I bring you good news. If I was a shepherd, I'd be thinking, good, because I'm absolutely petrified. Today in the town, the town which you're probably excluded from, or at least made to feel unwelcome when you enter it, a saviour has been born to you. He's the one, the Christ, the Messiah, And if you don't believe it now, well, there's going to be a sign. He will be lying in cloths in a manger. So the shepherds are probably there processing it all. Don't be afraid. Right, yeah, go there. Good news in town, yeah, good news. Go into town, we'll go into town. The saviour in a manger. Then, just in case the shepherds haven't got hold of this, if they weren't sure what was happening, maybe they were doubting themselves. Did we just see what way there, that angely thing? A whole host of angels arrived. It would be like as if all of you jumped up and started saying the words, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to whom the favour rests. No, you didn't do it. That's fine. Uh, I thought you might. Don't be afraid. Right, we got that. Good news, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go into town, yeah. Saviour is in the manger. Favour rests on us? 
after their encounter with the heavenly, the fear of the earthly is forgotten. And in their heavenly joy, they go in pursuit of the baby. It says that they go and they find the baby. And they find Mary and Joseph once they've met the baby. They leave telling everybody. They spread the word about this child. And all were amazed at what the shepherds said. Now it's hard for us to draw a parallel. It's hard to put it into modern context. It doesn't really work. But no one would have listened to the shepherds. And yet Luke tells us, People were amazed. There was something life-changing. There was something different about what had happened and the message that they were bringing. They were amazed by what the shepherds said. They left the edge of Bethlehem. They left the lambs that would one day be sacrificed in Jerusalem at the hands of the high priest to make the people of God right with God. And they went in to see the baby, who, if we read on in Luke's gospel, becomes the sacrifice on the edge of Jerusalem to make the people of God right with God. They went from watching the potential sacrifice to meeting the one true sacrifice. They went from watching the potential sacrifice, to meeting the one true sacrifice. We see them transition from fear all the way to joy. Tonight, I want us to know that in our life or our death, we needn't be afraid because there is good news for everyone, for all. We are all welcome to come in. There is no longer the edge But everyone is welcome in. Come and meet the Saviour in the manger. And by knowing him, God is going to meet with us. When we encounter with the heavenly, the fear of the earthly is forgotten. In our heavenly joy, we can pursue God and he will meet us. And we will go changed by our encounter. And other people will be excited and amazed too. Fear replaced by joy for all. I'm sure some of you can relate to this. We live in a generation where FOMO has become a thing. The fear of missing out. Dan Herman in 1996 and then again at the start of the millennium came up with this construct of FOMO. It was all about in business how your your cup was half full and there was always something that you were missing out on that could fill your cup up. Somehow in those years we've managed to project that now onto social FOMO. This idea that we're constantly missing out on something that we will never be truly satisfied because there might just be something else. I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of my life transitioning from fear, asking God to replace it with his joy. Let me give you an example of fear to joy. For me, it was this pre-buzz in 2011 of thinking, we're going to have a baby for the first time. I'm married, by the way, to a lovely lady called Jenny. Uh, 
The fear of, am I ready to be a dad? The fear of, will I ever be good enough as a dad? The fear of, what if I fail as a dad? Then you go through all the fears during the pregnancy. The fear of having to go for an early scan. The fear that during the labour, the contractions were making Ben's heart rate dip. The fear as you watch your partner go through the agony and the exhaustion of giving birth to the child. And yet, the joy when you hold this messy, beautiful gift in your arms. It goes from fear to joy. The shepherds go from outside on the edge to inside and being welcomed. Probably messy. They lived in the fields. What do you expect? And I like to think that they walked in and they were invited in their mess to hold on to this beautiful gift in their arms. Arms that once held the lambs that were designed for the sacrifice, are now holding the once and for all saviour. They've gone from the fear of exclusion, the fear and isolation, to being welcomed in. You are invited, just like the shepherds, to come in, to be welcomed, to meet the Messiah, to meet this beautiful gift of Jesus, from a place perhaps of fear, from exclusion, from isolation, from whatever and wherever you are invited in. This evening, I want to suggest that we can all move from a position in life where we are fearful to one where we are joyful. Fear replaced by joy for all. It doesn't matter in life what we go through. God will be with us. That is his promise. Now, it doesn't mean that we won't ever go through situations where we are fearful, but it's that in that fear, he wants to be with us and replace it with joy. We walk with a God who wants to bring us joy. The joy is a gift to the world, a beautiful but messy wonderful but broken, fear of missing out but wanting to be restored world. There's a God that wants to pour into your cup an overflowing joy. No need for you to worry whether it's half full, half empty or whether you're ever satisfied because you will know his overflowing joy. No fear of missing out but a God that says I'm going to bring you joy and you can share in my joy And you can share that joy with everyone. That is the good news for all. You see, the game changer for me is this Jesus. If you choose Jesus, if you welcome his love into your life, if you accept his saving power, his perfect love in exchange for all the times when we mess up, let him be your lamb that is destined to be the sacrifice once and for all that has already happened then you will know joy. You can choose to go from fear, have it replaced by joy 
with God. The Bible is full of encounters where people are fearful and they turn to God and he replaces their fear with joy. You might say, I have plenty to fear, but God is with us in that fear and he wants to replace it with joy. Joy for you, joy for me, it's joy for all. Bring your fear and receive joy. So as we celebrate Christmas, as we get excited, and I hope you do get more excited about the Advent, the trees, the adverts, the lights, the music, the jumpers, the food, the films, the presents, the extra events, even the TV specials. As you get excited about all those things, as you see the shepherds for some reason with their tea towels and their dressing gowns, may you know his joy. May you know real joy. The joy of Jesus. The one who starts in the manger and ends up as a sacrifice on the edge of Jerusalem so that you no longer are on the edge, but you are in. May you know his joy. As we go through life, as we go and embrace Christmas and this new year, as we go from tonight, even as we sit here, may you know this joy. You don't need a tea towel. You don't need a dressing gown. The message is on repeat. It's good news for all. Fear replaced by joy. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St. Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.